Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the True Wealth Podcast, where we discuss the well-being of a Christian business owner and the different facets of growing a business, all from a Christian perspective. And like everything we talk about on this show, stewardship is, uh, we are very big in that. We believe that um, everything that we have belongs to God. We are merely managers of what we have, our, our wealth, our talents, our gifts, our everything that we have. And so if, if God has given us these resources to provide for our family, and by being good stewards, we're setting some aside, whether that's for short-term investments, whether that's for longer-term goals, uh, we should be doing so in a way that honors God because it, um, stewardship is, is we are managing it. And so wherever we put in this money, wherever we invest in this money, it has to be done in light of Scripture. Uh, stock investing equates to ownership because when you own a stock or you own a piece of a company, you own um, when you own a stock, you own a piece of a company. And so if I'm owning a piece of a company that does everything the Bible teaches against, then what does that say about my, my, uh, I don't want to say my ability to steward, but what does that, what does that say about my stewarding God's, God's property? Because once again, we are going to be held accountable. We are going to be held accountable for how we manage and what we do with what God gives us to do. And so it's not on, on one side, you, you we, we ought to do it in a way that um, God, when we do, when we are held accountable, God can see that even though we may not have done it perfectly, um, our hearts and our, our motives, our intents are pure before God. And we're also called to use everything to glorify God. So even my investing should glorify God. Um, so just like you rightfully said, I believe this is this is not a, a marketing gimmick. This is not us making a mountain out of a molehill. I believe the Bible just te- does teach us, does command us to be stewards. And um, mm-hmm. we ought to give proper thought to where we're investing our money. And um, there, was an, there was an analogy you and I were talking about before the show. Um, do you mind talking a little bit about that as to um, just breaking it down as to how investing in a company or how in, how investing your money, how does that really show that you are either violating God's principles or you are obeying God's principles? Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Um, and <laughs> it's good that you brought that up because I, while you were talking, I just scribbled that down that we needed to touch on that. Um, and that really brings home what is investing. And so specifically here, thinking of investing in equity or ownership in companies, which is what buying a stock is. Mm-hmm. We've often, I think nowadays, it's become almost this intangible thing where, oh, you buy a stock as if it's just this you know, ticker symbol or something like that. But what it really is, is it is buying ownership in a company so that you, along with the other shareholders, are the owners of a company and thus bear responsibility for the actions of a company. And 
when I was pondering this as I first started studying BRI, um, and it, it was around what well, was near that time when the Salvation Army is outside of a lot of places with their kettles. And the thought occurred to me, so let's say that I was walking down the street and there was a kettle, the proverbial kettle was outside of the Planned Parenthood. Would I take even a penny, of course, because I'm an American and we still have pennies there, would we take even a penny <laughs> and put it in that? No, <laughs> I would take even a penny and do that. Right. And yet, if you're an owner of a company that in this case, say, makes a donation, that's in essence what you're doing as an owner. You're taking out of your pocket and you're putting it in there. And it also helps to think of it as what about if you, let's say it's very common here in southwestern Ontario, well, worldwide likely, for a husband and wife to each own shares of the company. And it might be a construction business and they each own, you know, 51, 49, 50, 50, whatever. And with they, as they sit at the end of the year, would they sit there and go, you know what, we're going to donate, you know, just just a few pennies out here and, and we're going to donate them to this organization, which is contrary to the word of God. No, you wouldn't do that. Likewise, you mm. wouldn't, as a business owner, you wouldn't go and say, well, there's this business in town that, um, you know, there's a casino and the casino is actually taking some you know, the owner would like another investor. And so I'm going to go there and it's going to be me and him and one other person. And we're going to own this casino. You wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But yet often that is done without thinking with publicly traded companies because it's become something intangible to us. So it helps to think of it. And even, you know, Warren Buffett, one of the greatest owner uh, investors from a return standpoint, at least of all time, um, you know, that's one of the things he really drives home. When you buy a stock, you're becoming an owner of a company. And that's important to remember. Um, and I've heard before, well, you know, there's, there's millions of shareholders. I, and the argument being I've, I've in essence distanced myself enough from it that, you know, I'm just, and it, it, it just doesn't carry water with me. You know, you're still an owner you're still profiting from it. And in essence, you're saying, well, because I'm not making $10, I'm only making a penny. It's, it's okay. It's somehow better. And I would say, no, that's just not the case. Um, I think the other part of that too is I would use the term corporate responsibility, but from a theological way, not necessarily just corporate, what we think of. And that being that as a group there, the group bears responsibility and I think that is a biblical principle. If you look through in the Old Testament, you have, for example, you have the 12 spies that went to spy out the land of Canaan. And 10 spies came back and gave an evil report. And two spies came back and gave a good report. And yet those two spies had a wander in the wilderness with all the others for 40 years as well. They, they were given the same judgment, even though they gave a good report. And there's examples of that throughout the wandering of the Israelites, throughout the history of Judah and such carried into captivity. Even though there were righteous people there yet, the whole nation bore responsibility. So that, that still principle, I think, holds true here as well, that as a shareholder, you bear responsibility for 
the actions of the company which you own. So it is not enough for us to uh, say or make comments like, well, this company has a thousand shareholders and what difference does my own one contribution make when there are a thousand people who are investing in this company and they believe in it and their financials are great, um, but I'm just one person. And I, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't, I don't, I don't see why God should be upset with that. I don't think, I don't see how that violates biblical commands, but then I challenge him. So the scripture just says, shall we follow the multitude to do evil? Shall we continue to um, allow the world just because the world is doing something and others who do not have a biblical mindset, who do not, um, it's not enough to not just have a biblical mindset. They are anti-God in the in their belief systems by, by pushing pornography or abortion or many, many, many things the Bible preaches against. So even if uh, there are a thousand people doing it and I'm the only one that stands for Christ, I'm, I'm the only one that stands for God. I think I believe based on scripture, God will hold us accountable. My contribution, my own dollar, my own investment makes a big difference because God will hold me responsible. There's no excuses just because everybody was doing it. So it was okay for me to do it. No, the word of God is our standard. Now what people say is not the world's norm. We changes from here to here. One thing is okay today and it's no longer okay tomorrow. Um, everybody's now woke and, um, and, and all sorts of things are that in, in times past, we all thought and we all believed to be wrong. The world is changing the definitions of that. So just because the world is doing that doesn't mean we have to do that as well. These are important issues of the matter of, of the heart of biblical obedience and the war and, and the commandments of God. So yeah, you are right that, um, it does make a difference. And I hope that this challenges us to think about where we put our money. Um, investing is part ownership and there's also the part of, of lending. Do you want to speak about that as a portfolio manager just for a little bit? Yeah, in a broad sense, there's really two types of investing as we um, commonly invest. Uh, there's ownership and then there's lending. We used, I used to say own and loan. So ownership is what we've been discussing so far, where you own stock in a company, you're a shareholder. There is lending, which is we would say is bonds, um, GICs is lending, etc. You could lend money to a friend to start a business, whatever the case may be. And in that case, you're not taking ownership of the company. You're simply lending them money. They're agreeing to pay you a rate of interest. And over whatever term that may be agreed upon, there is a fundamental difference there because there is not the aspect of ownership. And that does make it a fundamental difference. The follow-up question, though, then comes. So let's say, for example, that this company, I used the example earlier, of they manufacture a drug which is used for abortions. Let's say that they do that. Would I still want to lend them money for the engage, for engaging in their business activities? You know, we've taken out the aspect of ownership, but w why would I want to lend them money? Like, I still wouldn't. Um, so does it fall under the exact same, um, you know, aspect of you're an owner, etc.? No, it, it doesn't. There is a difference. But yet, why would I? I, it just isn't in harmony. It doesn't seem with, 
you know, are striving to be holy as I am holy, saith the Lord, um, to lend money to them to engage in whatever business they so choose. I do want to as well circle back, if I may, um, to one of the other things, and I kind of alluded to it, but very directly, I guess, hit on it that I've heard before. So, well, let's say that just for example's purposes that I make a dollar dividend from this company and 10 cents of it is attributed to this business channel, which conflicts with my biblical values. Well, then I'm going to donate that 10 cents to the Christian school or the Christian church. And right. the passage in Deuteronomy, I think, addresses that, that don't bring the wages of an harlot into the house of God. And there's another example, though, in the New Testament, even, and you think of Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. He was paid for that. And then he actually brought that money back to the temple and tried to give it back. And they said, no, it's blood money. We don't want anything to do with that. Um, And in the end, then it was used to buy the potter's field. Um, But anyways, even the Pharisees did not want that money back because of how the reason it was given and what it meant. Um, I think there's an important lesson for us to take there as well that, you know, it's not simply to say, well, now I'm going to take a portion of that and I'm going to give it to God and it, you know, supposedly purifies it. It doesn't. I was thinking the exact same. I was thinking of the exact same scripture right before you mentioned it, uh, which Judas and um, the excuse that we can easily make and say, well, you know what? Um, yeah, they may be doing bad things or they may be doing unbiblical things in the world, but I am taking this, those returns and a part of it, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm giving, I'm donating to my church, I'm donating to this charity that is doing a lot of great things in the world, or I'm donating to the, this company that um, is p- promoting things that are biblical, but that is still, so, quote unquote, blood money. Mm-hmm. That is taking the wages of a harlot and bringing it to the house of God. Uh, why should we... Um, partake in it in any means, whether that's through investing or that's through borrowing that money. Why should we support it? And I think these are these are issues that for the for many of us, the, the topic of investing, we've sort of distanced or distanced ourselves from it. And we see, just like you rightfully said, we see it more as a ticker symbol and it's just a piece of paper. It doesn't really mean much, but it actually does. Where we put our money, it does matter. And um, yourself and many others who um, who are in the BRI world are hoping to to challenge other believers to let's examine Scripture, let's examine to see what God says, and um, and do as God's word commands us, and not just by slapping the Bible on it or BRI on it, but by actually going through a criteria that either eliminates or promotes eliminates companies that uh that that uh that invests or um uh, and by limiting companies that that um are doing things unbiblical and then by promoting con- uh, companies that are making a difference that are in line with scripture yeah yep And I do think as well, you alluded to it or said it earlier, Sean, um, there's a a passage in scripture that talks about there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors, um, talks about the wisdom of seeking advice even. I'm of the opinion that, you know, 
this is something where it's incredibly valuable to seek advice. And I say this not as a sales pitch or anything like that. From an investment standpoint, I was an investor before I was ever a portfolio manager, et cetera. And it's a wonderful thing, I think, to have an advisor who understands your beliefs, your biblical grounded beliefs, who can help sort through this process, um, kind of sort through the noise and help you through it so that you can have that peace of mind. Um, I'd like to, if I can, take the liberty to go back. At one point I had said I would give an example of the difference between SRI slash ESG investing and BRI. And it's, it's just a practical example. I pulled it right out of the Altum report. So listeners, you can go there and you can uh, look at it. And the example is, is in simple this. You could have a company that treats its employees incredibly well. It's very conscious of the environmental impact, has great governance. So environmental, E, social, S, treats its employees well. It does, you know, honorable things in society as such. And then governance-wise, it has a good board, et cetera, et cetera. All these things could check all the boxes. And it would be looked at very positively then through an SRI slash ESG lens. But that company could use stem cells from aborted fetuses in their research, and that's not going to affect their SRI ESG rankings. But from a BRI lens, that certainly is a cause for concern. So that is just a very practical example of that's the type of thing that you know, if you say, well, you know what, I buy these funds, they say they're SRI, they say ESG. Well, that may be the case, but if you're not looking at it through this lens, those are the types of things that, you know, they can easily be missed. I guess as, as well, if I may take the liberty, Sean, I realize this is your podcast. You can cut me off at any time. Um, I, would, no, go for it. I would suspect that the listeners at this point sit there and they're driving along, whatever, listening to the podcast and like, okay, you've convinced me, but, but what do I do? Like now, now what do I do? Um, and so maybe just giving an overview, once again, this isn't meant as a sales thing. It's just informational of where we're at in Canada with it. Um, so in Canada, there are right now some options, very thankful for that. Um, and that's only been in recent years as far as funds go. So we can access here in Canada some exchange-traded funds or ETFs that are from U.S. fund companies. So they're domiciled in the U.S. But since they're publicly traded, we can access them here in Canada. Um, so those are available. Some examples, there's ETFs from Inspire Investing, from the Timothy Plan, um, as well, we're in the final steps, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have some funds that will be available via offering memorandum. There's some restrictions around there for accredited investors, et cetera. Um, won't dive into all those now, um, but through portfolio manager, et cetera, they can be used for clients here. So um, it will be the first, I think, BRI funds of any kind here in Canada, um, which is quite exciting. So hopefully those 
We're going to launch three of them, hopefully within the next month and a half or so, uh, Lord willing. So, um, so there is progress being made here, certainly, which is quite exciting to see. Which is really good because I know BRI for the most part has been mostly institutional um, in the U.S. and even even in Canada. But um, it's exciting to know that uh, the retail investors um, have access to these funds on the regular platforms that they would be able to access their investments either through uh, mostly through portfolio managers. Most investments today, whether that's um, you're using um, your, your self-directed investor. Um, if, they're, if they're publicly traded companies, then they should be made available on whatever platform you use to um, you use to invest. Or if you work with an advisor, advisors will have access to those PMs, either through whichever business model they have, those um, funds as well. And I think for, for, for listeners, uh, my challenge today is probably go back and look at your investments and ask yourself, um, are these investments, if you you can do your own research, are these investments, uh, uh, do they align with my beliefs? Do they align with my biblical beliefs? And if not, what can I do about it? Maybe you can take this question back to your advisor. I don't know if whether your advisor is a Christian or not. That's another a story for to ask yourself, do I really, um, if, if I want my faith to align in all parts of my life, then I've got to take steps to make sure that happens. And that's by asking your advisor the difficult questions. And if your advisor can't answer those questions, um, do some research. Um, Brian is a portfolio manager. I'm a a certified financial planner. I'm not using this podcast as a means to promote my business, even though kind of is, but give us a call, give us a call and um, we can point you in the right direction. Uh, Brian is a, is a good friend of mine and we have also, SA Capital Advisors has has partnered with his firm to provide these funds um, and these mediums to invest your money in a biblically responsible way. And um, before we sign off, Brian, tell us where our listeners can find you and um, tell us about your company and what you're doing and some of the things you hope to begin to um, even show us over the next couple of months and years. <laughs> An open door, eh? Um, so I'm going to, I guess, touch on one thing and then I'll go on to that. And I guess I've, I'll touch on this because we've talked a lot on this podcast about fantastic things and they give, I think, some great hope, some solutions. And we also then have to be always be reminded that, like we said, we're not perfect. There will be things that are missed, etc. but we strive to do our best. And then when we are called to give account, remember that we're seen as righteous through the blood of Christ, so that we are judged, you know, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Not of anything which mm-hmm. we have done, you know, we're all going to fall short, that doesn't leave us without excuse. And yet God is gracious to forgive us. Um, and there's great comfort in that. Um, as far as for my, where I can be found, etc., I probably need to start bringing that into a, a more narrow focus. Um, but uh, one resource would be website. So Virtuous Investing, that's where the funds are being launched. Um so Virtuous Investing, the website is investvirtuously.ca. Um, that's the, I guess, think of it as the arm that's launching these funds. Um, and then the other platform, I guess, you'd referenced is Stewardvest. Um, that's the, 
you know, where basically as a portfolio manager, we manage money for clients of financial planners such as yourself. Um, and so through that, if, you know, somebody has a financial planner who utilizes that, they can access the funds. Um, what we're really working on now is since this index is launched is getting the funds launched and then of course, spreading the word regarding those to, you know, various advisors so that they're aware that they're available, how they can access them, et cetera, to investors themselves. So they can go to their advisors and ask for them, um, to foundations, charities, et cetera. Um, and so that's really the focus right now, um, is getting them launched and then, you know, spreading them through the various channels. Um, once again, obviously not, we have a business to run and, you know, we want that to be profitable, but, um, more so than that, we want this to be available for Christians in Canada so that even if, you know, it wasn't profitable, if I could do it, I still would. I believe that much about it. So that's um, really great. We, at least I have your information and hopefully um, this call today has challenged our listeners, has challenged those who are listening to Think about where you're putting your money, because I am. And at the end of the day, we are going to be held accountable. Um, like Brian rightfully said, I don't think we're going to do anything perfectly, but the blood of Christ covers us. Shall we continue sin? That grace might abound. Definitely not. And so um, with that, we would end our show. Thank you very much today, Brian, for joining us. I would definitely, I definitely appreciate this call. Um, and um, thank you for all that you are doing. We're praying that God continues to bless um, your effort, your work, and um, move all things that are glorified. Thanks, Sean. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at True Wealth Pod. You can get in touch by sending an email to podcast at truewealthpodcast.ca or by visiting truewealthpodcast.ca.